Well, we had uh, a little bit of technical there in the beginning uh, playing our intro. So we're just going to roll with it. Um, hopefully that's our only air. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, trail build. So mm -hmm. um, I, we've got a local trail building group here, Gateway Off-Road Cyclists. Um, they do build days in the spring and in the fall. Um, nothing really happens in the summer when it's super hot. Now is the time of year. So we've already had a few build days already this spring. Um, we've got some upcoming uh, next weekend here is Eureka Mountain Bike Park. Uh, there's a lot of things you guys are going to be working on there. Um, so that's Saturday at 9 a.m. So I kind of wanted to go through like what a build day looks like. And if you haven't been to one, what to expect and uh, what you need to know and, and all that. Have you done any build days or anything like that, Mustache? So I've never gone to a uh, formalized Gork build day or anything like that. I've never really done um any build days on public trails. I've done some digging at the local dirt jumps. Um, but other than that, that's pretty unorganized, just kind of doing your own thing, maintaining the place. Um, so I really haven't done anything super organized like the Gork Trail build, but I'm excited to see what it's all about. Yeah, it's super fun. So we've got over two, around 250 miles of single track here in the greater St. Louis area, um, within about an hour of St. Louis. Uh, the whole reason we have all those trails there's a really cool organization called Gateway Off-Road Cyclists. Um, they started up uh, well over 20 years ago or a little bit over 20 years ago. There's a core group of like 15 guys uh, and gals that mm -hmm. that um, kind of are the brains behind all that. They're at every single trail build. Um, and then once you show up to a trail build, you know, in addition to those 15 or so people, there's going to be, you know, at least another 30 uh, some days there's there's a little bit bigger uh, build days that people are really excited about uh, and we may see somewhere closer to like 80 or 90. I was a trail steward um, in 2018-2019 at West Tyson County Park. Uh, it's always been my favorite trail so I've put on um, two larger uh, build days myself for Gork. Uh, both were attended by about 90 to 100 people. Chubb was really there hadn't been a build day at Chubb probably in 20 and 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, so people were really excited when we had ours out there. So we had a big turnout. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then we also did a few smaller build days uh, on some of the lower river bottom trails that weren't really set and organized. But today we're going to go through what that set and organized day looks like and what you need to do. Um, you know, first thing, you know, and I'll share the screen here um, of the of Gork's website. So you can jump on here. Um, I, I recommend people, you know, sign up for a membership. Like I said, even if you're not local, if you're going to come here to ride, it's 20 bucks, sign up for a membership. That money all goes back into tools. Uh, it'll, it will go into trails like Buffy, maybe buying new heavy equipment, things along those lines. So really awesome. Gork is a 5013C uh, nonprofit. So any donations you make to Gork, um, you know, are tax deductible. So essentially, how is it? What does it look like? Um, you can go on the website, and of course, if you are a Gork member, you do get a discount. Um, so that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, just so, a little bit of incentive. You know, you can go through their website. This is still my favorite place to check out trails. Um, I know there's trail forks and all trails and things along those lines. The nice thing about Gork is it's it's local here. We have core group of guys that go on here and they'll kind of update things. Mm -hmm. uh, but the more important thing is they've got some trail maps, um, some descriptions, how to get to the trail. And what to expect so if you go on gorktrails.com 
and you if you're going to ride in the St. Louis area, if you look on their page and you see a trail listed there, and they've got a map, it means they probably have a steward and they're doing build days on a, on a regular basis. So, um, you know, basically what happens, build days are going to start at 9 a.m. in the morning. We recommend you show up there a couple minutes early. You don't have to. When you pull up to the parking lot for your build day, there's probably going to be that core group of 15 to 20 Gork people there. Uh, mainly, you're going to see Glenn. Glenn's the mm -hmm. Uh, probably one of the most active trail clearers for us. If there's a tree down on a St. Louis trail, um, everybody jumps on the forums and, and tells Glenn about it. Um, Glenn's a Sawyer. Uh, he's been with the club for forever. Really awesome, great guy. Um, if you have a chance to talk with him, he will tell you everything you need to know about the Mumbai community. Glenn's literally probably one of my favorite people to talk to. I love when I see him at events or, or build days. Uh, cause he's just, he's, everybody's his cousin. He's related to everybody somehow. It's amazing. Um, but he's been in the bike industry for a very long time. So it's really cool to chat with him about, you know, kind of the past and stuff like that. Anyhow, Glenn will be there. Um, he pulls the Gorg tool trailer. It's a gigantic, I don't know, maybe 16 foot trailer. It's got all the trail building tools on there. You could ever imagine 30, 40 of everything. Um, so you show up, Glenn's going to be there. They have a computer. They have said you sign up. Gork records her trail hours. Um, if you look on their website, um, you will see how many volunteer hours so far in 2022. Um, I'm looking at that on the screen right now. So really cool. They take track of all those hours. Um, so everybody's going to kind of stand around within a couple minutes after 9 a.m. Uh, whoever's running that build, whoever's the steward out at the park that day, uh, is going to kind of go over um, what to expect. They're going to go over safety. Kind of one of the main things, you don't need any, any experience to do trail building, mm -hmm. but they have something called the circle of death. So basically, if you take your, your trail building tool and you stick it straight out and swing it around, that's your circle of death. So a big thing with Gork is making sure no one's ever within your circle of death um, when you are manning the trail. Um, so you've got, yeah, let's say you've got 50 people there just mm -hmm. to make things easy. Uh, Gork will have the trail steward, plus they'll have some others that are helping them lead that build day. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to kind of talk to you about what's going on a little bit and, you know, ask everybody, do you want to join this? Do you want to go and do this? Um, a lot of different times where sometimes we're just fixing trails, existing trails. Some trail build days are cutting in new trail. Uh, maybe they ran through with the machine already and then they need uh, volunteers to come and, and actually kind of work that trail and finish off the edges and smooth things out, maybe remove some roots and rocks and trees. A big part of these build days, I would say like 25% of the workforce, it seems a lot of times, is just carrying rocks around. Um, so everything's done with hand tools out there. Uh, we're building multi-use trails, um, but, you know, you're grabbing rocks from the hillside and kind of, you know, moving and making everything work. You have a ton of people with you. You can work as hard or as not as hard as you want. Um, you know, there's constantly six-year-old kids out there um, with their parents that are helping out. So it doesn't matter what your physical level is. Even if you're worried that, like, I know for me, I get tired really easy and it can be really bad for me once um, my, you know, my heart rate kind of comes up a little bit. I start getting dizzy and stuff. I can still show up to a trail day work a little bit. If I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed, it's no big deal. I'm volunteering. I'm not getting paid. Um, so if I feel like I'm getting just beyond my limit, then I can just go sit up on the hillside by myself and relax for a minute and then get back to it. If I want, I can call it early if I need to, there's no pressure. No one's going to judge you. Just show up. And you know, when, once you get broken in these little sections, um, 
they're going to show you what they need done and they're going to tell you and there's constantly going to be somebody walking by when i was Stuart, um you know glenn being our our expert on everything trails and 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 uh bicycling community here uh one of the things that glenn had told me when i was steward he was like you should not hold a tool um so i wasn't when i was running my build days as steward I wasn't actually supposed to be doing any work. My only job was to walk around, you know, make sure everybody's on task, help everybody figure out what they want to do. Um, so you're going to have people uh, like this steward who are doing that for you. So don't worry. You've never built trail before. Who cares? Bring boots, bring some gloves, bring a water bottle. Um, that's it. I mean, trouble days are really fun. So I originally went to my first one um, back in 2015. I had broken up with a girl and uh we hung out a lot and i was like i need to make new friends i rode my mountain bike every day of my life so i was like oh excellent i need to do something and get involved with the mountain bike community um so into my first trail build day i was super nervous i have a ton of social anxiety i don't do really well in new situations i get a lot of anxiety from it stuff like that um but i went everybody was so nice i mean you know, and not to, not to disparage any of our cork members, but, you know, that, that core group of people that are there at every build, um, they're, you know, older guys, um, you know, most of them are 50 plus, maybe some of them pushing 60. They can still ride bikes really well and really far, um, but they are a little bit of an older crew. Um, you know, the, the, those kind of core guys, uh, they're, they definitely been mountain biking for a long time and all been doing it for a very long time love seeing volunteers there so they were super friendly and welcoming it was so great it was you know i was really stressed going to my first build day and then i got there and just you know i went by myself and everybody was super accommodating and nice um so much so to where i was like oh i want to be part of this so i started going to more build days ended up having a rock climbing accident broke my leg missed a few months um but that's how i originally got involved with gork i just you know, after a, a breakup, I had a, little, I had a little heartbreak and I was like, I need to need to do something in the community of people that I really dig. So um, that's what we did. I'm going to drop the Gork screen off, I guess. Yeah, I don't need to show anybody build days and whatnot. Um, so I don't know. I mean, have you you've gone to build days at like figure eight? Mm hmm. Yeah, they've never really been like a formalized dig day. It's just kind of like a couple, you get out there, go work on a feature, and some people are out there. Definitely did not have uh, all the organization that a Gork Trail build would have, but it also didn't have the man hours. But the really big thing about the Gork Trail builds is that when 100 people are there and 100 people work on something for an hour, that's a lot of man hours just compared to having two or three people working out at the dirt jumps. Um, it's super cool to see how quickly a trail can get built when you have a bunch of people in the community just working hard, trying to make friends, trying to get new riding buddies, trying to get their trails in better shape. It's really just a win-win in all situations. Yeah, it's really a rewarding too. You mm -hmm. get, and you know, I, I, my first build day was at Greensfelder. Um, you know, I've done a lot of build, I'd say the bulk of my build days were at Greensfelder. Um, the kind of last trail we that I really had a significant hand in would have been like the Beulah connector. Um, and I love that. And every time I ride the Beulah connector, I know about all the work I've been in. Cause that was a couple different build days that it mm -hmm. took to really finish that off. Um, so, you know, for me, every time I go out there, I know I had a hand in that. That's mm -hmm. my trail. That was a new cut trail mm -hmm. uh, that I got to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anytime I'm on, I'm like, Oh yeah, this trail, 
you know, it exists because partially because of what I did. So there's mm -hmm. a really cool sense of accomplishment that that goes into that. And that's going to stick with you for years to come. And that's a cool thing about getting parks and trails done is that people after you're going to get to enjoy it. So it's really mm -hmm. fulfilling that way. I think that's really what made me fall in love with it on top of all the Gork guys being and gals being just so awesome um, and accommodating and nice. And I mean, it, they really are it's exactly what you would imagine as far as that outdoor community of people who've been in it for a long time. They're only there. Their only purpose there is to get back to the community and make, leave the parks a little bit better than when we got there. So that's really cool. You do that. You work for about three hours. Uh, you carry all your tools in from the trailer um, and then you carry them back out. And then when you're done, usually, especially if it's St. Louis County parks or St. Charles County parks, they'll provide lunch. So you come back at noon, uh, there's drinks and lunch there. Um, and everybody kind of hangs out and um, eats and does all that. And then typically people will go ride their bikes afterwards. So that's a build day. Go do it. It's super fun. Um, you don't have to be a member to do it. If you're not signed up for Gork, that's okay. They do not do not care. Uh, just show up, sign your name, give them your email address, and you're good to go. That's all it, it takes. And if you are a younger guy like me and you're a little scared or kind of weirded out by going and hanging with a bunch of guys that are way older than you, these guys have been biking longer than we've been alive. So it's really cool to get out there and just get a lot of experience that can only come from being into biking for that long. Super cool to always gain new knowledge and a new perspective. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, these guys, you know, again, you know, a majority of them are older. That tends to be the kind of people who volunteer. Mm -hmm. um, and but, they're a, a little more organized. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more organized. But yeah, I mean, they're mountain bikers and that's a cool thing about being a mountain biker. And, you know, I think what I like about it so much is as time goes on, you're still the same person because you're still just a person who likes going out in the woods, playing and having a good time. And that mm -hmm. connection, whether you're 60 or 40 or 20 or 15, you, it's, it's exactly the same. We all end up kind of expressing that in the same way. So it is neat. Um, and you'll get to meet neat people uh, throughout that. So, yeah, it's super cool, and it's really important. I mean, we don't – we not everywhere has a trail-building community like we do. It is really amazing how well our trails are maintained, how many of them that we have, how many continue to to come. And, and that's thanks to, A, the hard work of, you know, that core group of 20 people. I'd call out all their names specifically, except for they were all people who – would prefer that I just said Gork instead of um, how wonderful they specifically are. Um, you know, it's just kind of the, the kind of folks that they are. Um, so that's really cool. Um, other ways to get involved with Gork, I'm not sure if things have kicked back up. You know, we're coming towards the tail end of the pandemic or, you know, COVID. It's 2022 right now. Um, so I'll kind of talk pre-2022 or pre-COVID um, just because I haven't been able to be involved um, with any of the trail building stuff since since COVID really began. Uh, but they used to do monthly meetings. They'd do it at a brewery. Uh, it would be every Tuesday night um, at, at 6 or 7. But basically, you'd go. Uh, the head of Gork, Brian, who is just an awesome, amazing person, uh, he'd give a little presentation about everything the club's got going on, um, what the plans are, upcoming build days, uh, if anybody has new news, one of the stewards or something, or a new project they're working on, they'll discuss that with the group and get some input. Those are super fun. So if you go on Gork's website, as soon as those kick back up again, it is really enjoyable to to go to those those monthly meetings. They they call them a social, um, 
you know, and they also host rides and, and all kinds of different things. And that's what like really got me stoked and, you know, and ultimately led to the shop. I mean, if it wasn't for Gork, then the mountain bike shed would not be here. A, I would not have fell in love with mountain biking. I had no idea. You know, I grew up in South St. Louis. Like I didn't know there was all these trails all over and around. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I figured that out as an adult, I was hooked. Like I literally, I bought my $500 mountain bike, got on, I got on Grant's trail. It was a lower Clydesdale trail off Grant's trail, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope. I think it's closed now, but, um, rode a little bit off road. I was like, Holy smokes. And then, uh, the local bike shop, I got my rig from pointing me in the direction of Gork. And I started getting, uh, realizing how much trail was out there and just blew my mind, you know, and that's, uh, we've got a guy here, Doug, um, who's helped kind of work and volunteer at the shop since we opened. Doug just went out to Moab. Um, that was kind of his big life goal. Doug rides Greensfelder every single day, probably, or every other day or a couple times a day. He's super into mountain biking, really awesome, cool guy. Finally was able to make it to his trip out at Moab. Um, he said it was beautiful. It was awesome. But the whole time he was like, oh, I would, I just want to be back in St. Louis riding. And so that experience let him realize how much, how great our trails are here mm-hmm. in St. Louis. You know, I, I think we get a little bit of stigma for being cross country. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. You know, we're in the Ozark mountains. People can call them hills if they want. But if you stand at the top of one of these hills in Eureka and lo- look across the valley, there's, there's some pretty big hills. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyhow, uh, and really technical, um, like I said, these guys that build the trails, those kind of that core group of 20 Gore guys have been doing it for 20 years. They're mm-hmm. very familiar uh, with our parks and and they just keep adding things all the time. It's really awesome. And, and we're really lucky here in St. Louis to have the level of trail that we do have thanks to those guys. Um, and that's what exp- inspired me. So essentially, I started going to meetings. Um, I ended up breaking my legs, so I missed a few months, but I got to go back to it. And I'd sit in these meetings with the Gork guys. They're constantly talking about all this progressive stuff, yet I'd be in the community and people were complaining we didn't have enough progressive things. And this was back in 2016. So, you know, plenty of conversations and talks. And, you know, it finally hit me that if we were going to get progressive trails done, we need to get some municipalities involved. We need to get some cities on board. And the only way to do that was to generate sales tax dollars. Now, you can go to cities all day long as a uh, charitable organization or whatever it may be. Um, and, you know, even though Gork does not ask for money from cities, they don't require anything from them. The thing is, just let us do our thing is kind of Gork's deal. They're like, we're just we just want to build trail. We just want to maintain trail. They have great relations with our, our local parks departments. Um, and, and that's it. They've never asked for money. But the city councils and stuff like that aren't, aren't always familiar with that. And they just kind of see like, oh, what's this going to cost us? Um, or at least that was my thought. So I thought, okay, well, if we want to do this, we need to start generating sales tax dollars. Then we can go to those city council uh, meetings after generating money for the city and say, hey, here's what we need to do in order to get going. And that's how the Eureka Mountain Bike Park ended up getting to happen. Uh, Glenn Meyer, originally when I had this idea of doing the park in that, he helped me uh, walk around and and decide what to do. Glenn was huge on uh, my build days out at, at Chubb and you know, helping me get those organized and, and set up. Um, so it's just, it's neat. It's fun to kind of participate and feel like you're giving back to a sport that we get to enjoy for free. You know, that's the other thing about Missouri is we don't pay for our trails. Our parks are completely free. You don't have to drop seven bucks in the, the, the at the trailhead and put a sticker in your, 
on your on your dashboard in order to be able to enjoy the trails we have here. You just get to go and enjoy. Uh, really cool, really unique type of thing that we get to do here in Missouri that not everybody else does. So that's also nice if you are coming to visit um, from anywhere else, different states that uh, you do know that you can just come and enjoy our parks at no charge, no no additional cost. So, you know, you'll have your lodging, uh, but that's really it. So I don't know. What do you think? I think we're we're 20 minutes in. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, the build days are pretty simple. I mean, there's not really a lot to say about it except for just go do it. Um, you'll help out your community. You'll feel good about yourself. You'll feel good about the community. You'll make new friends. Get the trails better, um, especially if you're really not doing anything on a Saturday when they usually are. Um, it's definitely a good way to get out of the house and get busy. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy who's riding at the park that there's a build day and mm -hmm. that you have to dismount your bike and say, excuse me and thank you to 40 people as they're busting their butt on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you can't make it, no big deal. You know, sign up your Gork membership, throw them 20 bucks if you're not, um, you know, willing to kind of put in a little bit of physical labor. Uh, they appreciate that. They understand not everybody can get out there and do it. So do that. And again, even if you're not physical, physically able to kind of stick up to the task and you think it's a little bit too much, that's fine. You can still go. You mm -hmm. can still log in. They'll still need help doing other things. Maybe they need somebody to stay with the tool trailer. Um, maybe they need somebody to run the, the sign up computer. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of different jobs other than getting a tool in your hand and digging trail that you can do if you show up to a build day. So, you know, don't let that discourage you either. Um, there's a lot of fun things that can be had that direction. I'm trying to think of like cool things I can say about Gork. I, I think I've kind of ran through it just really fast. I don't feel like I really gave them the credence they deserve because mm -hmm. it is amazing. I mean, we yeah, are like basically every trail that you ride is maintained and built by Gork. So if you ride local trails, you've ridden Gork's work. Um, it, they're just a really big organization done a lot for the community. Yeah, if you hike a single track trail, mm -hmm. then Gork did that. Um, I remember, so I went, ended up going, I grew up in South City, but we moved out to Oakville for high school and all that. Um, got a year of junior high. Behind Oakville Junior was Cliff Cave Park. And I remember that not really being much at the time when I was going through school. Um, and then Kevin Gunther's been out there, especially in the last two years. He's built some really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but they went through and built those two loops. And now it's this really awesome hiking trail that people can go on. It's beautiful. Um, you know, there's not a lot of other stuff like that in the, the Oakville area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're building mountain bike trails. I think we kind of touched on this on our last episode. The kind of the, the coolest thing about being in this industry and being involved with people who build mountain bike trails is it's the only user group that's adding to our parks in that way. You know, if you subtract out mountain bikers and the, the work that, gateway off-road cyclist does in our, our county and state parks, there wouldn't be new trails. It would just be the same trails, a tree would fall over on it. You know, these parks departments, they have maybe three staff members and maybe only one's part full-time, maybe a couple part-timers and then a full-timer. You know, some parks might have a little bit more, but they don't have time. They're not able to go out on, you know, if they've got 20 miles of trail at Greensfield or 26 miles of trail, you know, there's three employees that work at that park. They have a bunch of other stuff to do. Mm -hmm. They can't just go down chasing down trees that lay across the trail. And that's one thing that's super frustrating when you go other places and ride is you're coming down the trail and there's a tree across. Mm -hmm. You got to dismount your bike, you got to walk over. You come back two weeks later, it's still there. 
that does not happen in St. Lawrence. Mm -hmm. You, if you ride after a storm, you might come across a tree, but chances are somebody's already marked that. There's already somebody in route. Post about it. Yeah, and then Glenn's on his way. Uh, He throws on his cape. Um, I don't know if he drives to the trails or if he's just got some sort of teleport machine or maybe flies to them. It seems like he immediately gets them cleaned up. Um, You know, and that's something to keep in mind too. I guess. Uh, one thing that confused me when I first started riding mountain bikes, I remember I ran into Kevin at Cliff Cave and I asked him, I had seen some trees, uh, some things that came across the trail. And I asked him, I'm like, am I allowed to move that? Right. So it seems stupid, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's like, well, yeah, obviously you can. But I remember thinking before, like, okay, this is a county park. I'm not, not supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to stay on the trail. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to damage things. I'm not supposed to disturb this. This is our parks. I need to try to leave things pristine. So I didn't even want to take if a branch had fall. I didn't know if it was okay for me to just throw it off to the side. Um, that is okay. Come to find out. Um, <laughs> so like when I talk with Kevin, Kevin's like, yeah, just, you know, if, if there is something on the trail and you can safely pull it off and get it out of the way, do that. That's great. You know, try to get it on the downside of the trail. You know, think about when you're pulling that branch off and getting it away from the trail. Am I blocking the view to where, you know, I could be causing more of a hazard, uh, but feel free scoot those things out of the way. Um, I used to love, you know, and like days like today were probably a good one where it rained the day before or two days before and the trails are just like, they're a little bit soft, not wet, still rideable, mm-hmm. um, but just a little bit soft. And then you'll see where people rode through and put big ruts in. Um, so I always used to like to stop, especially at cliff Cape. Cause that I would ride there. It was right next to my house. So I'd ride there two, three times a week, just put in fast laps. It was fun. Uh, but there was a couple spots that would get muddy. So I would always on my first ride out, because I knew I'd be one of the first people out there, you know, on that that nice day, that perfect day. And then I'd jump off my bike and push down ruts and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It's fun. It's like I said, you can take a little bit of pride in your trials. We get so much enjoyment out of it. You'll be surprised how much you'll enjoy kind of putting that effort back in. Eureka Mountain Bike Park, you know, just had, I guess we're about a half hour in, so I'll start talking about that. I'm not the steward at, at uh, Eureka Mountain Bike Park. It's fallen into disrepair over the last year and a half. Something's got to be done about that. Um, so I don't know what the plan is there. Um, we'll obviously push and try to get as many folks there to help out. Um, there's been some drainage issues. Um, the dual slalom has been shut down for a year, kind of the the unique part of that park is not been accessible or rideable. Um, so I hope that uh, maybe some of the plans at the Eureka Mountain Bike Park are to get the dual slalom open back up so people can race their buddies because mm-hmm. there's nothing else like that in the St. Louis mm-hmm. area. Um, so that would be really cool. I hope they work on that part. I know the city's got a bunch of rock uh, sitting down at the bottom of the, the climb to get up to the hub. So um, that might be part of what's going on over there. I'm not sure. Uh, but we could really use as many people as possible at Jury mm-hmm. Mountain Bike Park. Um, I'm sure the steward there has an action plan on the things that um, he's decided are most important to mm-hmm. address um, to get us into the season. So we'll start there. Um, if we can get, you know, 100 people out there, that would be freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Knock out a bunch of work for the steward, get everything maintained and ready to roll. And then we can start looking at, you know, I'd like to see um some like w- weekly maintenance days and maybe some maybe we'll do some racing down a dual slalom or something cool like that um but you know maybe look out for that come may or so we'll do some more regular build days out there here at Mountain bike park we'll try to get with the city um and and see what we can do because that's one 
that's really kind of fallen to the wayside. There's really not been anybody putting in a substantial amount of effort to actually keep that place maintained. And when we're talking about, you know, when you when you're looking at like kind of our old school cross country trails, um, you know, those trails have been there. A lot of them kind of start off like deer trails and stuff like that. They've been there for years. They've got tree canopy over the top of them. They're able to kind of hold up. When we start talking about Eureka Mountain Bike Park, it's just not going to be that way. Let's pause. What's up? What can I do for you? Uh, I was about the uh, track mountain bike. We're waiting on park. Yeah, you can pick up the Roscoe. Sweet. That's some extra bike advice. If you uh, bend your sprocket, just bend your chain ring, just take two pliers, just bend it back. That is not official. That is um, a young man who loves to ride his bike up the Eureka Mountain Bike Park. Uh, he's got a Roscoe 24 there. Um, he came down on a couple of rocks pretty hard and bent his, his um, crank ring or his chain ring. And it's on a, a unique crank set. It's like 55 mil one by crank set. So really hard part, part to come by. We could only get it from track. So uh, the parts aren't going to be available for a month, which is not fun. Uh, so his dad picked it up and they're going to try bending that chain ring to, that way he can at least maybe ride around a little bit. I think he's going to have very little success, um, but I think it's it's best we empower our customers to to try to do things in the meantime. So because that's that's no fun. And this kid just absolutely passionate about riding. And that's, you know, and that's one of the things about Eureka Mountain Bike Park and why we need a bunch of people out there and why Eureka Mountain Bike Park specifically is so darn important um, is that is a great place especially for our young riders like mm -hmm. i think we get jaded a lot of times because we're used to going to these parks we can go miles around but if you jump back and think about when you were like eight nine ten eleven twelve years old and we see it all the time when we would do um like rides on the al foster all super basic trail we know we're like there's a ton of people around and everything else but to these kids are you about to yawn no. You looked off like you might have been hiding a yawn. I'm good. Zero yawns. Darn it, dude. I don't know if this episode's going to count. Um, but the kids, like, you know, even the Eureka Mountain Bike Park, which is only 11 acres, uh, and it's right next to a parking lot. Mom and dad can see them the whole time. It feels like they're in the middle of the friggin' woods. I mean, mm -hmm. they absolutely love it out there. They can still ride it right now. You know, I don't mean to crap on the condition of the park too much um, but it definitely needs some work if we get 100 people out there then it'd be nice and smooth for those kids kids who really need it because maybe they're not always on the nicest bike so the better we can have those trails running uh you know yeah. the better situation it is for them and even for adults who are just getting into more gravity oriented riding it's a really cool uh kind of switch up to see some of the features that they have there if you've never ridden a drop or a skinny or jumps or anything like that it's a really cool controlled environment to start learning how to hit those features when they're smaller and slower than compared to if you go out to uh, mm -hmm. Steelville, Ironton, or even out west to Bentonville or uh, Colorado or anything like that. You're really gonna encounter these bigger features. You're gonna hit them faster on the trail and you're gonna have to make a split second decision. Do I know how to do this? Do I not? And if you know how to ride that, it's gonna be a lot different than uh, if you've never encountered that before yeah it's that really is cool, really important it's a really cool local place to just learn some basics um and just kind of be prepared have some more tools in your toolkit for when you do go out on the trail 
Yeah, Eureka Mountain Bike Park, like you said, it is very unique because here's what happens. Like, you know, we've got the new flow trail over there at Bluffview, which is great. And there's some fun jumps mixed in there. Like you said, the potential for speed's a lot higher. It's a long jump. So if I go down that run, mm-hmm. if there's one jump I really want to hit, I'm just kind of hitting it and passing on. And then mm-hmm. I get climb back up and come mm-hmm. around to a nice, easy climb. But I'm not getting to, compl- to repeat that. When you're at the Eureka Mountain Bike Park, it's only 60 feet of elevation. So... You can do a full run, pedal back up within 30 seconds, come back down and keep doing that. Or you can stop, you know, and and just session that one little jump there. And it's not a big pain in the butt. So it is a really great place place to practice. Mm -hmm. And not only like doing that short session stuff, but everything kind of loops around Mm -hmm. on this little like quarter mile loop, essentially. So you can do your downhill run. And then you come around, you get a little break kind of on the bottoms and the flat. Mm -hmm. And then you got a steep little climb, punchy little climb. And then you're back up at the top and you can keep going. So you could run yeah. circuits up there yeah, and, it's great and work for, on your energy as it's well. It's great for sessioning. Not only is it convenient, but it's also safe. You're never going to have to cross another trail. You're never going to have to go uh, upwards on a downhill trail like you may have to at Bluffview. It's a super safe place. It's really well thought out. You can just hop on the gravel path that goes up to the top and get right up there. Super simple super safe it's a really good environment if you've never hit any downhill features before any progressive features it's a really cool place to experience those features for the first time yeah and as far as build days go you know we've free we've got our build day coming up uh it's this weekend 326 ton of stuff happening here in eureka this weekend greensfelder enduro kicks off um so a lot of people will be in town practicing we'll have the build day on saturday 326 22 and the cool thing about building there is you know, on the other build days, you're just kind of making single track. You're making that two foot tread. Yes, Finally. we got a yawn, yeah. dude. It's oh, we can end the podcast now. We're done. Um, no, but the Eureka Mountain Bike Park is cool doing a build day there because you're not just cutting in single track, which that's fun too. Don't get me wrong. But when you're at the Eureka Mountain Bike Park, you're dealing with a little bit more purpose driven mm-hmm. built trails. So and, you're working you're on a face how, of a job. You're also going to be learning how to maintain those trails in the future. You're going to be learning how to make a lip smooth, make a berm smooth, fill in some ruts. So when that does happen in the future and you're out there, you can take care of it when it's a small problem before it gets to like what it is now. If we just have, when everyone goes out to ride, if they just take care of one little spot and leave the area a little nicer than when they came there, uh, the trail is just going to keep getting nicer and nicer and nicer instead of what it currently is. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, I have, we have a video posted on our youtube on uh the first build day we had out at um at uh at the eureka mountain bike park when it first opened in june of 2020 i'm gonna try to find that and maybe play it because i think that's kind of cool um Let's see. I don't know where it's at. I've changed so much around. What's up, Linda? Dude, I know we have more videos than this even. This is interesting. Uh Uh-oh. Oh. Huh. I know we did a video on it. So we 
are on a podcast mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should not have this silence while I do this job. Why is yep. it? Oh, I'm in YouTube studio. Does that matter? How do we use the internet? <laughs> are you going to be, be, what do you, what do you, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to ask that question. All right. So <laughs> here is now videos never play well when I play from YouTube. I don't know why, um, but we will play that video real quick here. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, they're just going to do a circle of death. And for folks who haven't been to Eureka Mountain Bike Park, obviously some drone shots we took out there. And you can see that big group of people, you know, you've got plenty of people working there with you. Really cool. Yeah, it'll be super cool to see um, how Eureka Mountain Bike Park ends up after all the hype around Bluffview. Um, it'll be really cool to see how it stacks up. We can create the same sort of experience over there. We're good friends at Camilla's. Camilla's next door to us. They always provide lunch for us, different events. Plenty of kids there at the build days. Hatchet men at Scott Gettemeyer, our uh, West Tyson steward. But yeah, that's it, man. I mean, and like I said, I think if you're going to do any build day this year, I think that uh, the Eureka Mountain Bike Park this weekend is probably a really good one to do. Um, like I said, there's just it's a little bit more fun. It's kind of right there. You're working on some, maybe some interesting stuff you haven't seen in other places. So if you haven't been out to a build day or um, maybe you haven't been out to the Eureka Mountain Bike Park, it's a really good opportunity to get out there, put some hands in. And then, you know, it, it, it won't be for not. Uh, hopefully a lot gets accomplished this weekend. And then uh, the plan would be for the rest of the summer to do more regular maintenance to make sure that the park stays in that, that tip top shape. So, you know, it'd be a huge help for um us and for the kids here in eureka that enjoy that park or you know the adults that that want to session some stuff and, and make themselves you know better safer riders if we can get a really strong start this weekend that'll allow us to as the summer can continues to be able to do that maintenance um you know ideally we would do like our our tuesday night rides and stuff we would uh, incorporate a, a build day or a little work day into that so i've got some cool plans for you guys on incentivizing you guys to come out this summer um, and help with those types of maintenance items. Um, so some really cool stuff. You can stay tuned for that. Um, it's cool. 
joingorktrials.com. Go to a build day. There's going to be one near you somewhere. If you're not near the Eureka area and you're in St. Charles or um, something like that, um, then you can you can do a build day in St. Charles as well. St. Charles ones are really cool. The uh, the head of St. Charles County Parks out there is Deacon Youngblood. Um, super fun guy. He always brings, he takes care of the food himself. He brings it. So he brings meats and he's got oranges and, and uh, snacks and I mean, he goes over the top. Uh, St. Charles County Parks is really awesome with the volunteers and St. Louis County Parks as well. But um, Beacon really, um, how do I say it? He really appreciates everybody being there and he's really passionate about it. So it's really fun to do the St. Charles build days too. Like, you know, just because of the passion that they have on that. So I don't know, pretty cool. Learn how to use some tools. That way you can build a pump track in your own backyard with your kids. You know, mm -hmm. that's, I think, the idea there. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Anything you want to add about, like... Oh, Linda. <laughs> Linda hit the camera. Anything you want to add about trails and stuff? We're at 42 minutes. We need to at least kind of say some ums and ahs. We, we got to get us to at least 48 minutes. I try to do 52 minutes. Is there anything else that we need to talk about? Doesn't have to be trail-related, I guess trying to think not a whole lot but uh greensfeld or enduro I, I was just scratching my belly button i hope it was on camera <laughs> no hopefully it was, it was too low but uh yeah greensfeld or enduro coming up next weekend uh that's kind of a big deal first race in the missouri enduro series um just did a bunch of work out at greensfelder so it'll be cool to see how that goes um, and then if you are a beginner and you've never raced before and you're a little scared about racing, they do have a beginner class. Um, they do take out the two hardest stages. So you don't have to worry about encountering anything that you're scared to ride or anything like that. And everything has a B line around it. So any technical feature on the trail, there's going to be a safe line down around that feature and you won't be doing the two most difficult stages. So super friendly environment. Um, it's just everyone's out there having fun. No need to feel pressure or anything. Just go out there and have fun. Meet some yeah, new people. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. That's pretty cool how they did that for the beginners or the the new enduro riders is to take out two of those stages, you know, take down some of that mileage mm -hmm. for people who might be concerned if they're going to have the stamina to kind of mm -hmm. complete through. Um, but then also um the difficulty level you know they they don't have to worry about those those harder ones mm -hmm. so or, or if you don't really have an enduro bike you don't need an enduro bike to race this enduro mm -hmm. you would be able to get by on a cross-country bike especially with the harder stages taken out it's a super welcoming inclusive environment they just want everyone no matter who you are to just come out there have a good time riding your bike with friends it's all it's yeah, and really if you're awesome. just going to that that race to ride and have a good time, you'll probably be already Greensfelder's not too crazy gnarly or anything like that. But if you are going to push your limits and you are going to try to see how fast you can go, um, we do have a kind of chest protectors and protection here in stock. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's not 100% necessary for the Greensfelder Enduro, uh, but definitely by the time Chubb comes up next mm -hmm. month or for sure Shepherd Mountain the month after, or say gnarls, you're going to want to have some pads on for some of those urgent but, urban stages. But when there. you are going race pace, you do definitely want to be a little more protected than you usually would be just going out on the trail with your friends. You want to make sure that since you are pushing those speeds, you're taking those extra risks that when something does go wrong, you're always prepared. Yep. Super and uh, our bikes are already starting to go fast. Mm -hmm. um, so let that be a word, a warning to people, you know, 
if you were to have asked me three weeks ago, I'd have been like, we have so many bikes. I don't know how we're ever going to sell these. We're screwed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then um, as soon as the weather gets over 60 degrees, bikes start flying out the doors. Yep, everyone wants a bike now that it's nice out. Yeah, it's dude, it's like we're right back into 2020 on like today and other days. Mm -hmm. I mean, just nice bikes, nice enduro rigs are flying out the door. And we've got a couple of remedies left. So let the, and this is more for, I mean, it's for our St. Louis people, but for our friends from out of town, um, A, you could go online and buy any of our parts and accessories and we can ship those to you. Bikes, however, we cannot ship those to you. So um, we've got some remedies left. I've got my medium large Remedy 8 XT that if someone doesn't take soon is going to be, become my bike. I know better than that though, uh, because I know somebody's going to want it, but uh, Trek's not making the remedy in 2023. So they're putting a pause on that. So we've got one medium large left. That's all we're going to have till at least 2024. So if you're in the market for a 27.5 enduro bike that can pedal like nothing else, um, then you need to come in. Yeah, I don't care if you have to drive six hours to come pick up that bike. Jump online, pay for it. Tell us you're not going to be able to come in for a couple of weeks to pick it up. I don't care. We'll hold it as long as we need to for you. You do have to pick it up in person. Um, so we've got that. We've got a couple mediums left as far as remedy goes. Do we have a large remedy? Or we just I, got the medium large and the two mediums? I am not sure about that. So, and we don't even have two mediums. We have one medium large, one medium, and one small remedy remaining. They're all remedy eight XTs, mm -hmm. super badass bikes. Um, it's the slashes we have a little bit better availability on. We've got plenty of larges in stock. Got the slash um, seven, slash eight. Um, yep. The nine even... seven left today. So we don't have any carbon slashes left. We've sold through those at this point. And again, we're not going to see those get replaced until this time next year or a little mm -hmm. bit later into next year. So kind of mid-summer of next year. So if you're thinking about this and this is something you want to do over the next year, come look at our selection now, especially if it's a remedy. Do not delay. Get on my website right now. Um, it's not gortrails.com. That's where you'll go to find the trails. Uh, but go to mtbshed.com. You can purchase that bike online. You can use PayPal credit if you want, not have to pay for it for the next six months. Um, but get it. Put your name on it. Make sure you have a bike. I'm so upset that I don't get to take that bike and that it now means I won't have a remedy for a long time. But it would make me way happier to see one of our customers get on that bike and be able to up their level of riding and just see the stoke with them. So that's more important to me. Um, I want to see somebody on that Remedy 8 medium large XT build. It's super cool. Come buy that bike from me. It's really torturous to have it here. Yeah, it's a sweet bike. Um, I got a Remedy 8. Uh, it's a super cool bike because it'll pedal around any trail locally, even some of the more cross-country style ones. It doesn't feel like a pick. Feels super poppy and playful like a nice trail bike, but I can still take it to a downhill park. Just point it straight down the hill and it just eats everything up in its way. So it's really cool. It's a really nice all-rounder bike. It's right in between the trail and enduro. So it's basically a long travel trail bike. Um, it's just super cool to see what it can do. Nice. Yeah. I, um, dude, I feel like I want to say something controversial mm -hmm. or edgy. We've been very informative and very mm -hmm. dry in this podcast. A little bit. So I want to say something crazy. I don't know. I don't got anything crazy to say, uh -oh. unfortunately. Cover my face. <laughs> um, you went out to did we we didn't talk about in the last podcast your trip, did we? No. no. Um, so you went you went skiing. Yep. I went you went skiing. to Colorado because you cannot ride mountain bikes in Colorado right now. Not right, not where I was. Too much snow. Uh yeah. So I went to Winter Park, um, home at Trestle Bike Park. It was really cool. I've been to Trestle in the summer to ride the mountain bike trails quite a few times. So it was cool to see. 
the same spot, the place that I know really well, just in the snow. It was pretty cool to see all the spots on the mountain at the base, but it was a really cool experience to go out there and go skiing. I uh, had a great time. Super cool. Sick. Yeah, skiing super fun. Um, it was a little different than the local experience out here. A little colder. It was really cold for spring skiing. Um, but yeah, it was a super fun experience. Nice to get out of town for a little bit. Nice. All right. Well, we hit the 50 minute part point. I feel like no one's going to feel shafted that we did not give them a full episode today. Um, check out goretrails.com. They have build schedule on there. They have uh, maps on there. Get on there. Um, you know, again, I don't care whether you live in St. Louis or not. If you've come here to ride or if you enjoy this podcast, um, a really cool way you can support uh, the mountain bike shed is a, you could go on our website. Uh, a, if you're listening this far, I'm assuming you're liked and subscribed. So I'm not going to bother you about that. You can go on the website and order things. That's cool. We dig that. Um, a lot of things we can ship, just not bikes. Um, but then the other way you can support us is by going to gorkcharles.com, signing up for that yearly membership, contributing and making our numbers bigger here in St. Louis is going to bring us more trails and more riders, the more riders and the better community we have here in St. Louis. Uh, the better the shop's going to do, obviously. So, um, you know, we ask that you do that. Uh, if you, this is an episode about trail building, so take your 20 bucks, go give it to Gork, let them do something cool with it, mm-hmm. um, and and be part of the movement, be part of uh, growing our sport and making sure these these younger Nike racers and stuff come in. Oh, and next week, um, so uh, we're going to talk, since we're on trails, we've got the guys from the Treco app coming in. So Treco app is a really cool nationwide um app that you can go on and it'll tell you the weather report and uh, the expected weather mm-hmm. and current trail conditions updated by users yeah it's super cool it'll tell you even the rainfall total so like let's say this morning i was looking at trails see what was rideable today oh bluff butte it says it's green updated one day ago it says it's good to go but then you look at the rainfall totals almost a full inch in the past 72 hours you can know that that trail is really not going to be good to go just by getting that much rain so it's really cool how much info they give you. Dude, how many other people look at rainfall totals? It's so funny how like Dude, all we, mountain bikers are like mini meteorologists. We care about dirt and rocks, <laughs> um, the consistency of dirt and rocks. That's pretty weird. Um, Super but weird. it just kind of goes to show how weird mountain bikers are and how much we really like our sport. Yep, we're a bunch of goofballs. All right, man. Well, um, I hope everybody has a great week. I hope to see everybody on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Go up to the build. Maybe we'll figure out something cool we can give everybody. If you went and built maybe a free red bowl or something like that. So that yeah, if if you don't. did the build day after you get done with the build day, um, come down and see us. We'll give you a free red bull. Or before, if you want to get a little, get a little extra work done. Well, we won't us. be open before, and I'm not opening early for such such things. So you can get your early morning Red Bull from QT. When we open at 11, come on by and we'll... Yeah, we'll, we'll give you energy, get through the rest of the day after you've you've worked and, and ate some lunch up at the Eureka Mountain Bike Park. We'll give you energy to get back home and do all the fun family stuff you got to do. So, all right, guys, have a good week.